It's time for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. Now, from Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, and Belmont, California, here is Maggie and Matthew Paveo. All right, everybody. I know. We're a little late. We had to get somebody back here from the East Coast and then kind of settle in. But we are back at the kitchen table. You can probably tell from the audio. Back at the kitchen table here in Belmont, California. Dad and a daughter talk nerding football. Maggie, how are you doing on this Sunday, Sunday morning? Surprisingly, I'm awake. Um, and I feel not so tired, but I haven't been doing so well in my bowl mania. So that's kind of pulling um, me down. Yeah, I don't know that many people have been. We're going to talk about that in a bit, but... Uh... It's interesting to do it on a Sunday morning. A little different energy, I think. Anyway, big news this week was all about recruiting and transfers and all that. So that's what we're going to get into. And then we'll talk a little bit about, finish up our decision talk from last week. Um, let's talk about recruits. A big, you know, early signing period uh, happened this week. Notre Dame, a great, great class. Um, what are you most excited by? And maybe why are you most excited by from this recruiting class? Um, well, I guess when I look at recruits in any year, I like seeing guys that are very committed to Notre Dame and usually have roots with Notre Dame. So this class, we have um, Eli Re- Eli Raridin, mm-hmm. um, yeah. who's a tight end, and I think his dad went to Notre Dame. Okay. Um, so he has that connection. So I wouldn't imagine that he would be flipping because, you know, early on we've had some flips or decommitments with mm-hmm. the new coaching, which um, – is understandable, I guess, but I it, it's burned me once and I'm scared. I'm scared <laughs> now. Um, and then Nolan Ziegler, who's I think grandpa was on the national championship team. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm just excited that they're so pumped up about being <laughs> in right. part of Notre Dame. So I think it's important. It's always fun when these classes come in. And I think this is a very good class. Um, you know, there's some holes definitely that we can talk about. But, but on the whole, it's a really deep class of highly talented and that see how much depth is important in college football. Um, and then they always kind of bond and, and become, you know, we're this class and they kind of rate themselves by their class. So I agree with you. I think this is an interesting group. I'm obviously excited by the linebackers. We, you know, helps that you're, when your head coach is a line, former linebacker, but, you know, Jalen Sneed and Josh Burnham leading the class. I'm also uh, I'm excited by Ty Chan, um, have been for a while. I just think there's, it's not, you know, in the, it's not necessarily the uh, sexiest group in, in that there's not this explosive kind of player, but it, man, across the board, it's pretty good. It's pretty deep. Um, Jalen Sneed, I think, is really exciting. It's kind of that um, Jalen Smith slash Owosu Koromora kind of player coming in. Um, and I'm excited to see Tobias Merriweather as one of our only receiver recruits, at least to start. Um, what's your, what was your disappointment? I kind of touched on, I guess there for a second, but what was your, any disappointments with this group? Yeah. Well, or, I mean, with this class, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, of course we only have one wide receiver. Um, and I mean, I think we talked about this last week when we were talking about people making decisions, um, about our wide receiver room. Um, there, we do have a lot of depth, like in the 21 and, um, 20 classes, but we still need them to keep funneling in the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, so especially with CJ Williams and I believe a Marion Walker mm-hmm. is a wide receiver as well. Right, yes. Flipping their commitments to Michigan and um, either USC or UCLA, depending on what CJ Williams decides. Um, I'm still holding out hope that he comes back to Notre Dame. I, I don't that know. That may just be 
pure optimism. Not even May. That is is pure optimism, but you never know. It's still open. Yeah, but it was just it was a little disappointing. I mean, I'm glad we have Tobias Merriweather, but um, CJ Williams was like a very sought after recruit, and I remember when we got him, um, and there was rumors that he wasn't going to stick around, but then it actually happened, and it was very disappointing. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Again, he's an LA guy. There's been LA changes. Um, my whole thing is why didn't he go there in the first place, especially UCLA? Why wasn't UCLA on the uh, in his? Did he? Well, maybe he really wanted to play with Brian Kelly. I, I don't. That would, he'd be one of the first to ever say that, but um, but that's how it goes. We'll see what happens with him. Um, other than any other recruits that we kind of don't know about, and there still could be a few. You, you know, there are still a few available um, top two hundred players, and that's those are the ones we're talking about that Notre Dame could get in on. Um, how about the transfer portal? Now we, we talked about, well, do you see any recruits right off the bat right now that we should be looking at, or are we just going to kind of wait and see? Um, I haven't seen any, like, I feel like Notre Dame typically gets their transfers like very late. Well, I don't mean the transfers. I mean like oh. any, any freshmen right now that still are out there from the two fifty at least. Yeah. I haven't looked too much into it. Um, yeah. I just, I think in general, the trend that I've been thinking of is um, we need a, another wide receiver. Yeah. So. And in looking at that, you're, you're, you're not seeing a lot. I mean, um, Kevin Coleman from St. Mary's in St. Louis possibly could be somebody we're looking at. I mean, they, they have not trending going to Florida State, but, um, but Notre Dame recruited him. So, you know, that could be somebody to look out for. Um, uh, a few other people that are still undecided in the wide receiver crew. Um, there aren't that many. So, you know. Coleman would be one to, to, to kind of spot out and, and take a look at. All right. So um, transfer portal then becomes an option if the wide receiver room at Notre Dame is as thin as we think it might be. Um, is there anybody in the transfer portal that you'd be excited by? Or should we do it, first of all? Yes or no? You pro transfer portal or not? I mean, I feel like a lot of transfers this um, cycle are like these like um, star quarterbacks that are like oddly leaving their teams and I don't know. I just I don't trust. For, the for example, like give me give me some example like on that. Bo Nix or like Keaton Slovis. So would you be interested in either one of those? Obviously, there's an opening for quarterback. Jack Cohn, I am assuming, is not coming back. Um, so would you be into Bo Nix or or Keaton Slovis or somebody else coming to Notre Dame? I mean, not really. I think that Tyler Buckner has been kind of. I was going to say groomed, but I feel like that's not the best word. Um, but mm-hmm. um, made into our quarterback next year with Drew Pine maybe being our second quarterback right um if anything i think it helps drew pine to make drew pine stay because i know we speculate about him maybe entering the transfer portal but if there's such a high like volume of quarterbacks going into the transfer portal right now i can't see pine would also or put his name also in right into the transfer portal oh yeah i don't think pine's going anywhere um yeah yeah so that was like i guess a bonus but i don't really want to get a another quarterback no you're not down with bo nicks or keaton subs i mean i don't think they're game changers i think there was a real necessity last time to go with jack cohen just because you needed some sort of veteran presence i don't just because uh clark was kind of injured and and wasn't didn't never really got his shot at notre dame so i think um pine we didn't know if he was ready obviously he probably wasn't um and buckner obviously wasn't ready to take on that full notre dame quarterback piece i mean there's so much more to it than just running the team it's being the notre dame quarterback so Jack Cohn, our veteran quarterback, that being said, I agree with you completely that Notre Dame doesn't need to go for a quarterback. Now, do they need to go for another position in the transfer portal? Is there something else that we should be getting? Well, I mean, 
wide receivers. We need a wide receivers. Yeah. Um, and it really depends on who's going to come back. I know we'll talk about that later. Um, but I, I feel like with the transfer portal, for me, it's really difficult to say I want certain players because a lot of the players that are putting their names into the transfer portal haven't gotten a shot in the spotlight. Um, but I know that Micah Pittman's in there, yeah. um, who's kind of the only person. I know he was recruited a little bit by Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's an interesting player. Um, he played for Oregon uh, the past few years. Yeah. Um, His brother was a great player at, at USC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he had some like personal issues, yeah. and that's the reason he left, because he was doing fine at Oregon before on the field. Um so I guess he's the only one that's like stands out to me as a name. Yeah, the only thing that, that I go back to on transfer portals is, and I guess I'm more thinking of graduate transfers that, that Notre Dame has had in the past. They haven't stepped in and been these great transformational players. Uh, even Cone was solid, I guess you could say, but he wasn't this, my goodness, let's all get on the back of Jack Cone and ride this to the national championship. Now, he did fine, and, and probably is probably our, our best example of, of a transfer portal that worked for Notre Dame. Maybe a Taj Harris out of Syracuse as a receiver. Mm-hmm. Might be good. He's put his name in the transfer portal. Um, but again, I think, yeah, the only other one maybe is Micah Pittman. And I don't know where his head's at because he left the team for he was stress issues. So I don't know, nerd, jumping into Notre Dame or if he even wants to play football anymore. Uh, we'll we'll see. Um, but And then there's Theo, was it Weiss? Wissy from o- Oklahoma that, that's jumped into the transfer portal as well. That might be a good pick out um, just because he's played in Oklahoma. I assume he's good. He's a f- former four-star um, recruit, but I'm really, if they're going to get anybody, I'd go with Taj Harris, um, solid guy out of Syracuse. Good, good guy. Good, good, uh, player. Um, but I, again, I don't know. Do we want, I don't know if we want anybody in the transfer portal. It's, it's been hit or miss with that for Notre Dame, especially, um, because generally you're getting guys that just washed out of other programs that just never got their shot. And you're like, well, why did, why didn't you get a shot at Syracuse or why didn't you get a shot at Oklahoma? Um, so anyway, Last week, we talked about decisions that people have to make. And then now, seeing all this, seeing how this is all washed out, there's some very, these became even more interesting, I think. Starting off with our two receivers, Braden Lindsay and Joe Wilkins Jr. Now, we were just talking about how the Notre Dame team is thin at receiver. Braden Lindsay, one, do you think he's going to go? And two, do you think he should go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've been thinking about this for the past week. I've been like monitoring his Instagram and Twitter and seeing like if he's posting anything like a farewell. And um, I want him to come back. Um, he might. I'm gonna say he will come back, like mm-hmm. um, optimistically. Yeah. Uh, and I think he should, um, considering I think we said Kevin Austin. I don't remember if I said he was leaving or not. I think yeah. I might have. Well, we also have Avery Davis. We talked about last time. I think we both said he was coming back, or we think he should. I don't know if he will. Yeah, but... I just feel like Brandon Lindsay could have like a standout year next year, and he just hasn't hit his potential yet. Um, so I think he should come back, and I, I guess I hope he will. You're saying exactly what I was going to say, which is I just, don't, I just never feel. And obviously, we're fans of his on the show. We've never seen what we, we would hope his, his how they use him be you maybe it's been a kelly thing maybe it's been a recent maybe it's just been circumstance um but man brayden Lindsay brought that explosive speed we've seen it a few times and just you know because of injuries and because of just situation we've never really seen the dominance that he can show so i would absolutely tell him to come back i think this is a great place for him um will he i actually think he will i'm surprised that he hasn't put in for the transfer portal maybe he's looking at a thin receiver room 
I thought maybe he would move out to Oregon or something like that, but Oregon is now um, unpredictable um, as far as what they're going to look like. So I hope he stays. I, I think it's be good for him, um, not only for us, but for him too. So that's a win-win. Joe Wilkins Jr. Gosh, can you root for, you can't root for a guy harder than Joe Wilkins Jr. Yeah. So what do you think? Is, is he going I, or, and should he go? I think he might be a transfer portal guy. Um, he has talent, but he got injured, um, I think midway through the season. And I think it just hasn't worked out for him in Notre Dame, although I really would have liked it to. Um, I don't think he will be returning, and I think he might be going to the transfer portal, which might be the what's best for him. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I. he's a different thing than, than Lindsey, where I think Lindsey shows up and is either your number one or number two receiver. Even if Joe Wilkins shows up, I don't know that he's even the one, two, or three receiver, which may mean he just moves on and becomes whatever he wants to be post-football, because I don't think there's a pro career for him at this point. Um, you, you bring up an interesting point because I hadn't thought of that and perhaps he's a transfer portal guy. Um, he hasn't announced yet. I, maybe they're waiting to see how healthy his injury, how he comes back from his injury, but I don't, I don't think we're going to see Joe Wilkins in a Notre Dame uniform again. George Takis, what do you think? Um, I think he's going to not return and I think he'll probably try to go to the NFL. Um, I mean, he's a little bit, a little bit different, but reminds me a little bit of Brock Wright last year who's now playing for the detroit lions and i think he just got his first um touchdown this year well in a while right yeah yeah uh well i'm brock wright did oh brock wright sorry i thought it was george hackis um and george hackis you know kind of similar to brandon lindsay i guess kind of finally showed some potential in the stanford game and it's kind of like well this kind of the end of your career possibly so (laughs) in the um, last couple of games right in the last two games yeah Mm -hmm. so i think george takis will leave her name and graduate and then either maybe try to make it on like some rosters and then mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out he's just gonna yeah live his life i think you're absolutely right i think he is going i think he will try to be like a free agent he's probably not gonna be drafted but you know he's got the right body he's got the right skill set he was a good high school player he just never ever really got his footing like a michael Mayer did or any of the the former tight ends that you just mentioned brock wright or or kyle rudolph any of those all the way back um but i do think or tyler eifert I, I think he, he uh, I bet he hooks on with an NFL team. I bet he plays one or two years at least in the NFL, just kind of as a special teams guy or, you know, your third string tight end. Um, Cause he can do a lot of small things, uh, good things for a team. Josh Lug, staying, going, should he? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, I think he'll, I think he'll stay another year. Um, I think I said this for um, Jared Patterson, but it really depends on, Jeff Quinn, and I, I don't know if we still have gotten any closure on the Jeff Quinn situation. <laughs> um, it might be an after bowl game sort of thing. Yeah, uh, but I just think that if the offensive line's young, we need some of those guys to stick around, and Josh Lug could be a good leader on the team or yeah. on the line next year. Yeah, I, I the interesting thing with Josh Lug is I think you're right. I think he's going to stay. It's so interesting, the offensive line for next year, because now – the Joe Alt situation with him coming back and being a freshman All-American and really stepping up. Um, and now Blake Fisher comes back. Like, what is the – we almost have too many great players, right? Ty Chan's coming. I mean, we have so much, uh, you know, an embarrassment of riches. We still have um, – oh, my goodness, his name's escaping me. Um, anyway. Rocco Spindler. Rocco Spindler. We have – no, the, the other guy who started at left tackle this year – uh, from Arizona, huge kid. Oh, Tosh Baker. Tosh Baker. Yeah. So th- there's a lot. I mean, that line is th- 
tons of talent. So that might mean Josh Lugg, there might not be a place for you. And he's very good. I mean, pro caliber. And so we're that deep. Um, that being said, I do think he comes back. I think he's probably our starting right tackle next year. Um, they probably move Alt over to guard to cover Kane Madden's spot and Blake Fisher's at your left tackle, probably. Um, but so I think he's staying and it would be good for him to stay. I think if he stays, he becomes a one or two round draft pick next year. I think he's that talented. All right. This is the one I've been waiting for Maggie drew white. What is going to happen with drew white? Is he coming back? Is he going? I think he's gone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think he's gone. I mean, there was a, a lot of anger in that in that comment. <laughs> I think I think he's he's a captain of Notre Dame who had a decent year, and I think he'll tack on with the team. Maybe even get drafted. I don't know. Oh wow! Late, yeah. very very late. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's getting drafted, but maybe it depends on the combine he has, I guess, and the Senior Bowl. Um, and yeah, it's really hard to predict, I guess, yeah. right now. Um, but yeah, being a captain of Notre Dame, he's been here for a while. He's been a starter it seems like for a long time um so mm-hmm. i think we've seen his last time as an Aryan player the only thing that's weird with drew white is that the 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 measurables are so odd because he's smaller for his position and you know he doesn't look the part and so that often so i don't think he gets drafted i do think he probably can hook on with a practice squad or something like that and maybe make his way a little bit um i don't think he's coming back i think the depth at that linebacker is deep right now especially with the freshman coming and prince colleague you know stepping up and so there's there's a lot of pieces there so i don't think he's coming back houston griffith what mm-hmm. holds for one of our favorites houston um, griffith i think he's leaving because i can't see him coming back for another year because he already put his name in the transfer right. and then came back right um i can't see him being here for another year and i think he'll try to go to the nfl but I, I don't know, it might work out. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I agree with you. I don't think he's coming back. I think uh, he's done his part and we've seen what he is. And, and I think, uh, who knows? Uh, you know, I, I could see it going either way. Really, Actually, I, I I don't see him playing in the pros. I don't see him hooking on. Um, he may get some practice, to, you know, squad time, be an after draft signee, but I don't see much more after that. DJ Brown. This is an interesting one. DJ Brown. What do you think? I think he's sticking around, especially if Houston Griffith leaves. Um, and Kyle Hamilton leaves. There's not a lot of experience in our safety right. uh, defensive back right. room. So um, I think he'll stay, and I think that's the right decision. I, I was going to say the exact same thing. Just because I think Houston Griffith is leaving, I think DJ Brown is staying, and I think he will be the starting safety to start, and maybe a captain for the team. I think that's a, a, a good one to stay is DJ Brown. Last one we're going to talk about is Tariq Bracey. Mm. Local kid, Tariq Bracey, local for us, Tariq Bracey. What do you think? This one's a tough one because, I mean, he's played decent this year and he's played better this year, but I don't know if he could play better next year. And I don't know if he wants to play another year. Yeah. Um, I think he might leave. And I think that his best decision is to come back, I guess. No, the only way I could see him coming back is that if they move him to safety, because I think he's not going to get in front of Cam Hart and he's not going to get in front of Clarence Lewis. I just can't see him as a starting corner. Mm-hmm. And if he wants to be a nickelback for Notre Dame, that's fine too. But he might want to bulk up and become a safety. Um, maybe takes maybe a free safety. I don't know. I think that would be the way to keep him if he wants to say. I don't see him coming back just because we have our we're set at defensive back right now um, with Cam Hart and and uh, Clarence Lewis. Really good cover corners coming next year. So I wish he would come back because I like him. I think he's a good good guy. I think he's a good player. Makes plays, um, but. He's at best a nickelback for us, and I don't know that that would be the lure to come back to play again. Maybe. Maybe play with Marcus Freeman. I don't know. Um, so there we go. 
I, we, I, I did not go and like say which we were, we, we could go back and listen to say who we think is coming back and who's staying to kind of compare later, but we'll see. I think there's a lot of great options. I think Marcus Freeman coming back makes people excited. Mm-hmm. You know, before I would say most of these people were gone, but I don't know anymore. All right. So Notre Dame has a big bowl game coming up here on January 1st. It'd be Marcus Freeman's first game. And we'll do a show before that on, on that. But the bowl games so far have been really interesting. If you've been paying attention, maybe you're not into the Boca Raton Bowl or the Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl or the Bahamas Bowl, which played today. Maggie, you've been watching the bowls at all? Sadly, yes. Um, <laughs> Sadly. I, I love bowl season because it means like a college football game basically every day. Every moment of the day. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they haven't been going my way. Um, and I feel like they haven't been going a lot of people's way. <laughs> right. A lot of upsets. Um, yeah. Jacksonville or Jacksonville State. Jackson State yeah. really messed me up. Yeah. Prime time. Um, Not so prime. Yeah. Right after they got that number one recruit, they really just <laughs> dipped. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. So it hasn't been going that well. That being said, I have um, a lot to lose on this Notre Dame game, but a lot to gain as well. Uh, we're, um, you're talking, the- yeah. We're talking about a, a family uh, yes. game that we play. We're, yes. Our ESPN like fantasy yes. bull mania. Bull mania. Um, Maggie's so, not doing well. It, it's not going well, but it could be saved if Notre Dame wins. Ah, okay, <laughs> that, that's the same. <laughs> if that gives you any clue as to how many points you put on Notre Dame. But uh, I, yeah, the Jackson State one was interesting just because you know Deion Sanders has gotten so much credit, but we must remember that he is a coach. You know, he's in the early part of his head coaching career, and we don't know if he's a great coach or not. He's a great recruiter. He's a great promoter. Um, which oftentimes can really make make you through. And my goodness, he got a great recruit this year. Um, but boy, he really got, they got in, walloped in their bowl game. Um, and then other ones were surprising too. I mean, right out the gate, what was it, Toledo or something uh, like that? Yeah, that also yeah right. Yeah, so lots of, I mean, there were double-digit underdogs winning the game. So these bowls are unpredictable. Um, I think they're going to get more predictable as we get closer to kind of the serious, uh, quote-unquote serious ones. Um, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to get up for the Boca Raton Bowl, probably for some of these teams where you're playing in front of 30 people. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. It's been fun. I'll tell you that. I I, um, I enjoy watching it. All right, Maggie, we're going to end the show with uh, Christmas is coming. I think we have a show before Christmas, maybe Christmas Eve, if we mm-hmm. get our act to get together. Um, but what is your one Christmas wish for the Notre Dame football team? Yeah. So um, I don't if know. You if have any really... Christmas wish you like. I don't know if this one's really... I'll do one and a half, which okay. is, so my Christmas is obviously is to win um, by a sizable margin against oh. Oklahoma State. You and I have the same wish. Um, but my personal Christmas wish that's very game related is for Kyle Hamilton to get, to get drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. Why is that? Because I live near Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Because I will start stalking immediately. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I, I think I am so excited. And you know what? Talk about a game, though, where there's not a lot of pressure. If Notre Dame wins and they win by a lot, hey, that's great. If they don't and if they struggle, well, okay. We just call the season a wash and we start the Marcus Freeman. Kind of, Marcus Freeman has one kind of get-out-of-jail-free pass here, which I think is great. I think uh, go and dominate over an Oklahoma State team, that's my wish. I hope, it, I, And I think it's going to happen um, where they come through. Maybe not as many points as Maggie has on it. But, um, gosh, that would just be – it would be so wonderful if that happens. Um the wish for the football team, I don't know, Blake Fisher comes back and, and looks really good in the game. That's That'd be my, you know, since you've got one and a half, I'm going to take one and a half. And, oh, I would say, too, I'd like to see both the running backs do really well. Um, and Diggs, which I heard Diggs was feeling a little homesick and might was 
you know, th thinking about maybe moving on to back to Louisiana. I hope not. Um, I heard that's now since these are all rumors, people um, since gone. So Diggs and you're gonna have to tell me the, the second running back's name that I love. Audric Estime. Thank you, Estime. Thank you. I est I want to see a lot of Audric Estime, and I want to see the offense really open up. I'm hoping. My hope is that it wasn't Tom Reese, it was Brian Kelly that was kind of holding the offense back, but we'll see. Really, I'm actually more interested in seeing the offense against a pretty good defense in Oklahoma State. Anyway, I've talked too much on this. My wish is Notre Dame crushes Oklahoma State, and Blake Fisher has a great game. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Mm -hmm. All right. Maggie, good to have you back at the table. Any last words? Have a good day, everyone. Mixing it up. All right. <laughs> Go Irish. Thank you for listening. Join us next Friday night for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. <laughs>